don't have the right image pulled up for this project that we're about to embark on. Just before we started recording, Zach said, Oh, I can tell you where the Master Sword is at any point in history. I can. Here's the deal, friends. I am interested in where the Master Sword is at any given point in history. Um, it's interesting to me that it uh, you discover it in games. You, you know, pull it out of the stone in different places. And... Um, because we were talking about how it is an intelligent person in there who has to do nothing for millennia on end. And I am also interested in if we use the official timeline, um, where is, like, if, if you look at the end of game one in the timeline and the beginning of game two, has the Master Sword moved at all? I guess, like, when I say it out loud, uh, there's always a possibility that there have been other Legends of Zelda in between two games. Uh, so it doesn't mean anything if it happens to move. It just means that there's another game somewhere in there. Uh, but this is... I just want to talk about this because I'm a nerd. Um, how should we begin, Zach? We gotta start from the top. We gotta start from the very top Let's of this timeline that I'm looking at. Top. Okay. In the beginning... The golden goddesses. The very first thing that ever happens is the golden goddesses create Hyrule. Oh yeah. Uh, when they depart the land, they leave the Triforce behind, but they also, and then in the backwards of sky, in the backstory to Skyward Sword, appoint a fourth goddess to like watch over the Triforce and the people, uh, and that's Hylia. Okay. Uh, Also in the backstory, they forge. The goddess sword, which they the hide golden away. goddesses forged it. Yes, I don't know who forged it. Actually, now that I think about it, I don't know that it's spelled out exactly. Did, did they? When did you they... call it the goddess sword, it sounds like it belongs to a specific goddess and not to a trio of them. So probably the goddess highly made the goddess sword. Hmm. It is a sentient blade that has a spirit in it. That's Fi. It's Fi. Oh, okay. Uh. She's cool. She's cool, regardless of what anybody else out there says. I'll take your word for it. Um, After and... hearing about this dang game so much on this podcast, I don't need to play it anymore. I know everything that happens. <laughs> Honestly, don't don't play it. It's fine. And play I it. denounce a lot of it as non-canon. Oh, yes, you do. Okay, I was like, I couldn't figure out what that was a reference to. You know what's... Uh, anyways, there's there, the thing is, is... Don't stop yourself from doing a dumb digression in this episode, because this is the dumb episode. I put Skyward Sword and Twilight Princess in the same place as my mind as games that I like individual parts of, but I don't think as a whole are particularly good. Okay. I can very discreetly pull apart Skyward Sword and be like, I liked this stuff it was doing, I liked this stuff it was doing, and I liked this stuff it was doing. But these other core concepts of the game get in the way of that. Uh, whereas Twilight Princess, it's a little less clear. Twilight Princess is more fuzzy where I'm just like, you know, that one part, that part's pretty good. This part's also kind of good. The rest of this, eh. Now, if you're dumb enough to be listening to this, then you just heard Zach sniff a little. And normally I would get rid of that as I usually edit out mouth sounds for your listening pleasure, but not this episode. You're getting, it's, it's raw. Barely edited. 
the crispest, best sniffling sounds that this Blue Yeti can buy. Uh, Over the course of Skyward Sword, uh, that link in that game uh, gets the gets the blade works with fi to turn the goddess sword into the master sword ah he masculinizes it uh well explicitly uh fi calls you the master you are master link and oh, so it okay. becomes like the master's sword okay um, but so it beca- it goes from being the goddess's sword to being a mortal man's sword but it gets longer and stronger when you do that uh it's done it so part of the game is causing this to happen and you do that by like bringing it to these forges but instead of getting like a cool like smith hammering the master sword cutscene, it's like magical fire just smashing into it until it just spontaneously changes form Hmm. and it's done over like three stages so it starts from like the the goddess sword and then like has a couple mid mid evolutions until it gets to the master sword um, at its base form, it kind of has the Wind Waker. You know how the 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 Master Sword Wind Waker starts with like the 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 the, the, the hilt hand. is kind of in like folded hilt, up. Yeah, the hilt's all folded up, and then it comes out. You kind of get yeah. that happening with that's some cool. of the evolutions of it, which is that's a good that's a good trick. Br- bringing that back was a good move. Um, at the end of Skyward Sword, you defeat Demise, but like. A little bit of demise lingers on, and so Phi is like, "Hey, you need to put me down on a pedestal for an age, so that I can kind of slowly, like, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Like, what? I have to slowly get rid of the demise out of it over time. Oh, the uh, a I, portion of demise lingers in the sword. Yeah, and I have to like defragment it out of me. Beep boop. I'm a robot." Um, okay. And so you put the sword down into a pedestal within the Temple of Hylia. Uh, okay, in the Temple of Hylia. And is that the one that is the spring of whatever? No. Okay. This is a location that has the giant goddess statue that we see later in Breath of the Wild. So it's oh. almost the Forgotten Temple, sort of. Is it the one that is in Smash Brothers? Is it in Smash Brothers? No. Oh, well, okay. yes. That No, yes. Okay. That statue. So what happens is in Skyloft, there's one of the floating islands has that statue and half of the temple. And then on the surface is the other bigger half of the temple. And at the climax of the game, you bring down the island to the surface and it becomes one complete temple. Cool. With that statue there. It is cool. Uh, man. Okay, we're gonna digress. There's another yeah. sentient sword in the game. I've heard of this. Uh, this is Girahim, who is the sword spirit of a nameless sword that Demise has. That's like an inverted master sword, which is so dumb. I love it. Sure, sure. Uh, I have a theory about how this sword shows up again that we will get to shortly. Ooh, okay. Uh, so, okay, so Master Sword chilling in the Temple of Hylia for a while. Uh, okay. the, the next game shows up. 
is Minish Cap. Master Sword not present. Four Sword is present. That's good. We like the Four okay. Sword here on this podcast. Don't ever let us say let anybody say that this podcast does not like Four Sword. Right? I am neutral about the Four Sword. Okay. I certainly don't hate it. Yeah. It's got a good design. I like I actually like the design. It's cute. It's not overwrought like some later swords we'll get to. Ooh. Uh, Minish Cap happens, Four Sword happens, no Master Sword present. Ocarina of Time. At the beginning of Ocarina of Time, the Master Sword is within the Temple of Time. Yes. And I I don't remember exactly how Hyrule Historia spells it out, but basically the Master Sword was either moved or the Temple of Hylia was rebuilt to become the Temple of Time. Uh, Yes, it's odd that there is a... You know, in the grand scheme of things, I guess it's odd that there's a Temple of Time. Wait, there's another Temple of Time, too, in Skyward Sword I didn't even mention. That is even odder. There is a there is a Temple of Time in the desert area in Skyward Sword that is unrelated to the modern Temple of Time. But it's literally a temple where a time gate is. Okay. But, like, between at some point before Ocarina of Time... Culture is like, you know what's really important enough that we should have, like, a worship structure dedicated to it? And everyone else says, what are you thinking about, Dan? And Dan says, I'm talking about the concept of time. And they say, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we should put the Master Sword in there. I think there's something to the idea that uh, Majora's Mask brings up a goddess of time a lot. And um, That's right. Yeah, yeah. You could almost, and like people were always like, what do they mean by goddess of time? And, like... In the context of the original game, they're probably just throwing that out there. Sure. Right? Like, of course, in a weird polytheistic, like, fake Middle Ages, there's just multiple goddesses out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But you could almost say that maybe Hylia could be considered the goddess of time in some sense. Uh, No, I, I think that makes sense, yeah. Yeah. Um, So the Temple of Hylia becoming a Temple of Time. You know, okay, sure. Okay. It looks cooler than... The, the Temple of Time is a very evocatively cool building. Uh, in Ocarina, you mean? In all the games. Presently. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it is cool. I agree. Uh, so it's there. That's where it is. It is now the key to opening the Sacred Realm. Uh, yeah, that's another thing. How the, the Master Sword is the key and the, the worship of time is associated with the unlocking of the sacred realm it's actually confusing if you think it's about it not as confusing because also that final dungeon in skyward sword is like essentially that same temple and you use the master sword there to get into what the game calls the silent realm but in the context of the greater mythos is probably just also the sacred realm because it's where the triforce is hidden so you use the, the the in Skyward Sword the Master Sword has time powers. It has unlocking this extra zone where the Triforce is hidden powers, oh, not okay, time okay. powers. Yeah. All right. It has unlocking Triforce powers. All right. I will finally admit that not having played Skyward Sword is a bit of a uh, damper on my ability to effectively analyze this series of games. Only because that's the most recent thing other than Breath of the Wild, and, like, so much recent stuff is, is 
drawing on it. Okay. The the devs of Breath of the Wild have a lot of affection for Skyward Sword in a way that the greater gaming audience doesn't. So you just have to deal with that. Well, no, the listeners have to deal with that if they're still listening to this. If <laughs> thank you, thank you for listening to this podcast, listeners. Thank you for specifically listening a whole twelve minutes into this episode. I know. Uh, okay. So Master Sword Link picks it up, and then it goes a bunch of different places depending on what happens. Uh oh yes, because this is where the split thing. So let's do the left side of the split first. Okay. Uh, let me get my head into this. The decline timeline is that the hero fights uh, Ganondorf and is defeated, which is, again, a really major conceit that everybody, like, almost universally dislikes as a concept. Um, and here, the Master Sword is seemingly recovered and then put in a forest... Because at the beginning of Link to the Past, which is the next game in the line here, uh, it's just chilling in the Lost Woods. That sucks that Link of, to the Past ends up in this stupid timeline. I it hate does this suck. whole timeline. It does thing. suck that Link to the Past ends up here. I mean, uh, the, the, anyways. Okay, so Link to the Past. Um, it, it, yeah, the, it's in, uh, in the woods. Um, but it, the pedestal that it's in in Link to the Past kind of looks like the pedest- the, uh, the Temple of Time pedestal, right? I think so. And I think the idea is supported in the next timeline over that this could be just like the remains of the Temple of Time. Um, this, this is all that's left is just the pedestal. Especially like if you are just zeroing in on it like before this whole stupid timeline is established. If you're just looking at the timeline as they were thinking about it in the 90s yep uh they're they are placing the master sword in this pedestal in the temple of time but they're gonna make it look like the pedestal from link to the past because oh, yeah. you remember it being that thing um so yeah that works for me yeah i think the idea that the temple of time went away but the pedestal just remained is good and yeah. probably okay. in, in, implicit here great perfect uh you pick up the Master Sword there. Uh, you actually, like, improve it twice, which is fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's lo- the other thing is that I've said this on the podcast before, that over its incredibly long lifetime, the Master Sword keeps on getting its power doubled. Well, it, like, loses power over time, right? I guess so, yeah. So it goes... So you juice it back up in this game. Yep. Uh, and then at the end of the game, you return it to the pedestal where it lays forever. Forever, the end. <laughs> Which is the funniest line every time I see it. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Video games. Uh, it shows up in the Oracle games, and now you can call me out because I don't remember exactly. It's just the level three sword in that game, right? Um. Yeah, I don't think I, I think that whatever sword you have on you transforms into the Master Sword. The Oracle um, games are cool, but also weird. Yeah. I I would like to um confirm that though, since I would feel dumb if uh Sure. 
I'm pretty sure it's just the level three sword in that game. It's just, and like you can only get it on a link to play through. Uh, right. Um, because you have to. It's a whole thing. Um. When are they gonna bring oh, those right. back? Oh. Grezzo, okay. where is Grezzo's Oracle compilation game? Please. Those games with like in that engine with some quality life improvements, that would be I would play that. That'd be great. So Yes, you do a uh trading sequence. Um, in there's different trading sequence and sequences in each oracle, and in each one, the end of the trading sequence ends up with you getting the level two sword. Mm. But then, if you take that password to the other game and you already have the level two sword there, then you get the master sword by <laughs> carrying over a password from another timeline. Yep. <laughs> So, um, if, for the purposes of this stupid conversation, this is too stupid to analyze. Yep. Okay. Confirmed. I love those games so much. I they're neat. They're good. They're, I they're love little, ages especially. A little rough around the edges, but good. Yeah. Uh, Link's Awakening does not have the Master Sword. That's right. It has, it has the Seashell Sword. It has Link's Sword with his name on it, and then the Seashell Seashell Sword. Which he also later puts his name on it. Uh, that's right, because he's a responsible young man. That's right. You have to think. Um, it's not explicit that it's not the Master Sword, and you could imagine that Link just put his name on the Master Sword. <laughs> that's a really funny. Had it really on a boat and got shipwrecked, but that's yeah. not how it works. That's probably in the not how HD it works. version. We can see that it's not the Master Sword. Oh, that's true. They would have done that. Uh, then we get Zelda 1, Zelda 2, where the Master Sword is not present. Uh, are we sure about this? I am pretty sure, because it's the Magical Sword is the one you get. Okay. It's, but it's, it's been known by different names before. Has nobody has it, put forth a theory that the Master Sword appears in either of these games? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure that's a flat... I mean, I'm sure somebody out there does, but, like... No, okay. it's, 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 not, it's not given that appearance. I'm sorry, what timeline are we in now? We're still in the downfall. This is still timeline. the d- downfall timeline. Gosh, I hate you, timeline author. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's a magical sword, which okay, is fine. like a different sword. Also, maybe the four sword. Probably not the four sword. <laughs> if you want to stretch everything's really really far, you could say it's the it's the four sword, which would be really funny. The four sword is the magical sword. Oh no, the four sword is the white sword. That's what it is. That's that's where I got that from. Oh, oh. Okay. Because in in LOZ you have the white sword, and in Minish Cap it also is the white sword before it becomes the four sword. Uh huh. There's only five swords in Zelda. <laughs> um. Okay. Are we done with this timeline yet? So the adult era timeline. Okay. Go back. So okay, and this is the timeline where. Uh, grown-up Link successfully killed Ganon. And then... Put the sword through his head, right? Uh, yes, he does. Okay. And then he returns to the child era, leaving the Master Sword in the pedestal, and then he runs to the to Zelda and is like, hey, you gotta do something about Ganon. That's... Wait, this is... I thought this was the adult timeline. I, I meant the child timeline. Oh, okay. 
because that's what's in the middle in the, in the one I'm looking at. Uh, uh, yeah, and so and then he goes on an adventure to Termina. Right. Uh, Bill Link ma- goes to Termina, and the there ma- are three swords that the are ma- all the well, same sword. The Master Sword is not here. He brings right. the Kokiri Sword with him, and here is my mustache-twirling conspiracy. Oh my gosh. Yeah? I think the Kokiri Sword is Demise's sword, which houses the spirit of Girahim. What? I blew your mind. Why? Because... So you mean the sword that, that, that he gets out of the chest at the beginning of Ocarina? Is Girahim, yes. But why? Because when you pa- juice it up in Majora's Mask, it has a bunch of different forms over time, right? Because it looks like yeah. it has one appearance in, uh, in 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 Ocarina of Time. It has a different appearance at the beginning of Majora's Mask. You oh, power it up twice, that. and it gets a bunch of different forms depending on how you powered it up. So it's already one of these magical transforming swords that changes appearance. Okay. And its final form has this like diamond pattern. Oh my gosh. That is very similar to the way Girahim looks in some forms of Girahim. That's right. Zach, that's so messed up. Uh-huh. It's like, I don't think it's intended at all, but that's my headcanon. It's like, oh yeah, that's just the Deku tree ended up with that sword at some point. And it's like this evil sword, but... And hit it in the dungeon. <laughs> Not a very good dungeon. <laughs> but yeah. Well, it's killed a lot of people. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I, that's my, that's my pet theory is that, yeah, that's, that's just gear him. That's, that's, that's really device. good. But like this link just uses it and improves it and like is using it for good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And gear him hates it. Probably. Stop There's, wielding me like this. We're going to get the, the sequel to Breath of the Wild and that sword's going to show up and it's going to have like a really mad sound effect when it talks to Zelda. <laughs> There's our caddy sidekick character there. Mm. Um... Uh, Okay. Uh, then we Is that go the to... end of the child timeline? No. No, then we go to Twilight Princess. Right. Twilight Princess, the Master Sword is in the ruins of the Temple of Time, which is okay. in, the, in a forest now. And of course, Ma- Twilight Princess is trying very hard to be a direct sequel to Ocarina. That's right. And so it makes sense that it matches up perfectly. Good job. And so that and that also kind of does Link to the Past thing, where like Link to the Past is just in a forest now. Mm-hmm. This is kind of like a middle stage between that, where you can still see the ruins of the Temple of Time. All right. So it's good. That's a good place to put it. It also ends the game there, I'm pretty sure. I think he puts and it, it stays back. there forever. Because it doesn't show up in Four Swords Adventure, because that game's about the Four Sword. For, wait. Are you seeing Four Swords Adventure is in this timeline? Yep. I hate it, but it is. But Minish Cap was in the other timeline. No, sorry. Minish Cap was before that. Oh my gosh, sorry. Yeah, Minish Cap is before the uh, timeline splits. I <laughs> had a horrible thought, but we won't dwell on it. We'll keep okay. going. We got to go to the most important timeline, which is the timeline where uh, Link just leaves, and then Ganon comes back, and then Link isn't there. And so, so wait, Link just leaves, and Ganon comes back. So the adult timeline is Link defeats Ganon. He's sent back in time, but that timeline still exists. So when oh, Ganon... so th- th- we have dead Ganon. We have Zelda no, saying, d- where the heck is Link? Yeah, right? Gan- or he's, Ganon is sealed in the in the sacred realm. 
Okay, okay. And he's like, when I get out, you're you're screwed. And then Link leaves to go back to being a kid. But then Link gets, or then Ganon gets out, and then Link's not there. And so then the gods flood Hyrule. Okay. That's yeah. kind of what I want to do to this timeline. Nonsense. It's tenuous. It's very tenuous. Uh, this is why they tried to bury all this stuff and say nothing really matters anymore. Yeah. We're just going to try and move on from all this because this was a mistake. Yeah. This was all a big mistake. Uh, Wind Waker. The Master Sword has been relocated from wherever it was before this. Well. The Temple of Time, I guess. Yeah, it would have been Temple of Time. Well, so. Uh, it is. Yeah, because. Wait. I, I'm, I'm imagining the moments at the end of Ocarina. Okay. So it's seven years later. Okay. Adult Link puts the sword in the pedestal and disappears. So yeah, the sword would still be there. Okay. Yep. Good grief. And so it's moved into Hyrule Castle at some point. To like um, it's Hyrule Castle's basement. Wait. Isn't that where it is? Isn't it the Temple of Time? No, I don't think it is. No, it's, it's like, Hyrule Castle, but it looks like t- the Temple of Time. I don't think it looks like the Temple of Time. It's the big circular room because it has the... Yeah, yeah, the, that that whole building doesn't look like the Temple of Time to you? I don't think it looks like the Temple of Time to me. But I mean, the, the castle itself reminds me of the Temple of Time. I guess because it's a big churchy building with the Master Sword in it. Also, how is the light coming through the stained glass windows in the basement? You want to explain that to me, Mr. Hyrule Historia? Oh, um, I'm hearing from Zach that no clip crashed his computer. And this is a good time for me to remember that we didn't do a sync clap on this episode. And we didn't do a sync clap on the previous episode. Uh... And now Zach is telling me, rip this silly podcast then, I guess. Um, well, no, because I'm going to go on without him. So let's see. Pull up my thingy and I Google the Zelda timeline. And let's see. I'm seeing a big image with a circle and a line through it. And I like that. And it's from ZeldaDungeon.net, the good website. So that's good. Let's see. What comes after the game? Let's see. Uh, Just zoom in on this picture, please. Good. Hyrule is sealed and then flooded. Wind Waker. Ganondorf is resurrected. Um, I know this one. At the end of Wind Waker, the Master Sword goes through Ganondorf's head. And he turns into stone. And, hey, are you still recording? Oh, so you're not recording at all? Listeners, Zach is not recording. I can hear him, but you can't. Um, anyway, we were just talking about how, at the end of Wind Waker, uh, the Master Sword is in Ganon's, Ganondorf's head. Oh, Zach w- really was on the call with me again. But now he says, my computer crashed again. Hmm. So I'm really close to being done. Um, it is in Ganondorf's head during Phantom Hourglass. 
where Link is using different swords. Then Link goes to the Train Kingdom, and there is different swords there. So the Master Sword is still in that man's skull. And um, that is it. I think that's all the games. Um, except for Breath of the Wild. I wonder where that is. Um, but we know that in Breath of the Wild it was in the tree. So uh, thank you for listening to this podcast. Um, and goodbye. Goodbye.